It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is a victory Sunday afternoon, or it will be here in two short minutes. We're at the two-minute warning. The Browns lead the Arizona Cardinals 27 to nothing. And, guys, we will get into everything we need to talk about from Deshaun Watson, this defense, to everything else here in just a second. But my goodness gracious, Earl, was it nice to have a Sunday afternoon with very little stress. And I'm minimal to zero stress thanks to the Cleveland Browns today. I started my own organization yesterday, Gia, tell you about it, uh, but I am now the founder of BBI, Browns Brothers Incorporated, and we wear the shades every time we win. So uh, sh- shout out to BBI uh, for getting their first victory as an organization, man. I couldn't, I couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, it does feel great, bro, to like have a, a, a peaceful Sunday, man, when the Browns go out here and win a game that, uh, by all accounts, they should win, even though the Cardinals is an NFL team. But they showed up and took care of business. They won a turnover battle and didn't even turn the ball over not once themselves. So, like, I think that's a great day. Yeah, well, and we'll get into everyone's kind of individual performance. But defensively, you can't ask for anything more. Literally, you can't ask for anything to more. Offensively, there were some really high points. There were a couple ends, but for the most part, they did exactly what they had to do. Kevin Stefanski ran the ball. They played excellent defense. D-Hop missed the field goal, but guess what? Earl, I put it perfect in your tweet. He's been so good that you miss what happened. That's part of the game. And for the majority of this afternoon, outside of a few injuries, which we will definitely talk about as well, this was about as peaceful, undramatic, in a good way, start to finish ass kicking, we've seen in a long time. Yeah, hey, it's funny, man, because uh, I tweeted out, like, and I know Cleveland feel me when I say this. We was all collectively like, man, it's cool, bro. You do it. Thank you for knowing you. You made enough big ones. You can miss yeah, one consequential times. Like, you're going to miss, miss now and not late in the game against Baltimore or something like that. So Yeah, we, we were straight like, you you know what I'm saying? And that's that's how you know you got a good kicker. Like, we, yeah. we've been tripping on kickers for so long that when our kicker missed one, man, we ain't even tripping. But, uh, man, just overall, proud of the team, man. Like, seriously, proud of the team. They bounced back from a tough, tough loss on the road. I know the Cardinals is not the greatest team in the NFL, and people will try to simmer it down. But you know what, man? A win is a win, and we needed it. We needed to shut out. We we needed to play, like, as dominant as we played. You know, I tried to tweet out something before every game, and I said all I needed was competent quarterback play and zero turnovers and a stout defensive performance. I see the Kool-Aid Mafia is here. Hey, first win for BBI, baby. Browns Brothers Incorporated, man, got their first win as an establishment, baby. Hey, you, hey, you got to get your LLC first. You can't, you can't rolling that out. You got to get that LLC you know first. I, I, I told Mike, man, I dropped yesterday, man. But uh, great, Doug. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up? Hey, hold on. I got something. Hold on, hold on. See, 
you know, y'all been asking, and you know what we do with the Kool-Aid Mafia. We unveil, we unveil the new colors. The orange Kool-Aid Mafia is in the building. You get to sleep, work, and we got plagiarism. You said, how do I know this is a, how do I know this is a Cleveland Browns situation? There you go, baby. There you go. Oh, you don't see it. Baby. Listen, I had to. You, you know, you don't know who I had to get go through to get this boy popping. <laughs> it's available now. Bushline Beauty, the third alternate fire. You know, let's get it going. Let's get it popping. We will get into the game here in one sec. Before we do that, because there is technically a minute left, and crazier things have never happened. But I'm not going to jinx it. So we're going to just give it one second. I just want to say, Earl, I know oh, you were working this morning, but myself, yeah. Bull, and G went down to the Muni lot. We met your cousins. We met a bunch of fans. <laughs> they're shooting the fireworks right now, which means the, the, the game is over. It is official. The Browns are some foolery, man. In Arizona. And let me just say this, and we'll get into the game, I promise. Yo, the Muni lot was popping this morning. We appreciate all the support. We thought we were going to meet some fans. We met, I would say, hundreds of I think it's probably the appropriate number. And I just want to say thank you all to everyone if you were down there and we got the chance to say what's up, take a picture. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. your hospitality. And uh, Browns fans, the Muni lot, it really does – Stay undefeated. So, so real quick. So many good folks you. down there. I, I got to get this out. I got to get this disclaimer out before we before we get into this show. Shout out to the to, to the section eight tailgaters in the muni lot. I wanted y'all at heart, man. But I heard some foolery. And I got a ghostwriter for my takes. Hey, Is that the word on the streets that my takes uh, ain't original? Yeah. Oh man, look, I own all. Cousin, my, hey, look, we to spoke the UCSS, to him, man. Listen, I own all my masters, bro. On all my masters, I don't know what the hell going on around here, but not on all my masters, man. No, it was cool. We met met some of Earl's people. We met, yeah, we met everybody out there. So, like I said, for real, thank y'all. If you guys uh, were part of the the UCSS fan base that we met out there, we appreciate you guys, and we cannot say thank you enough. The game's over, guys, and and let's talk about it. There's a lot. If you came for the negativity show, this ain't it today. This ain't it. You can take that out. What can you say? Start walking down a highway and get down to Columbus. <laughs> ain't no fans peaks. Ain't no nothing hey, at the day. <laughs> this, is, this is a feel-good Sunday here. And let's start with the number one player that we were all interested in watching. That was Deshaun Watson. Threw a couple touchdown passes. We saw the helmet interception last week. You may want to hate on Stefanski. How about Stefanski dialing up the helmet touchdown play this week? Off the helmet to Amari Cooper for the first one. A couple great deep balls. Little inconsistent on some of the shorter passes, but I said on Thursday, G, and I'll pass to you in a sec. This was like a triple A game for Deshaun. Figure out what he can do, what he can't do, what he likes, what he doesn't like. Use this as reps to kind of get his feet back under him before Baltimore next week. And I thought they did a pretty good job of kind of varying up the offense to see what throws he's better at, what he needs not not necessarily needs to work on, but needs to be more comfortable in. So I was impressed with the game plan. We'll talk about how he threw, what he threw. But, Earl, real quick, your first impressions on Deshaun in this first full game since week three. Uh, I thought he outplayed my personal expectations. I just needed competent quarterback play and zero turnovers, and he gave me uh, more than competent uh, quarterback play and no turnovers at all. I know in the first half a lot of people was, uh, you know, sharing their opinions about his play. They said his play was not good. I mean, in the first half he was 11 to 20. I, I didn't think. You know, he made every throw, but 136 yards, one passing touchdown, and 92.9 pass rating at halftime ain't nothing to sneeze at. And then to go out there and finish the game the way he did, man, uh, what he had, what, two or three passes that went over 40 yards through the air. So, like, clearly the zip was there. I definitely love the uh, march down 
I think it was the drive right before halftime that ended up leading to the field goal. A lot of great things to take away from Deshaun Watson. Uh, Booter Baker laid a hit on him, and, yeah. and dude popped right back up. So just a lot of great things to take away from this game. A lot of encouraging signs. A huge, huge win uh, going into Baltimore. You know, this is what we talked about for being able to get his feet wet, get his feet up under him, man. You you can't knock off the rust until you play. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, this was this was his 11th game overall as a Cleveland Brown, his fifth game this year. And uh, we needed to see him play like that before we hit the road to go to Baltimore next week. G, what you think about deep double four? Hey man, listen, man. L- listen, he showed those glimpses, man. Um, <clears throat> I want to I want to bring attention to two footballs. He had to drive the ball d- early in the, early in the game. I believe it was second quarter. So Amari Cooper stepped into it. First of all, I had to pause Adam Archuleta and his and his crewmate. He gonna say Deshaun Watson put his back into it. I don't know. You can't say that about a grown man throwing the football. You mean his shoulders or something like that? But you can't say a grown man put his back into it. Like I thought I was listening. You already know what it. I thought it was Ice Cube. <laughs> he was, he, but he listen. He showed zip on that pass. Then he came back in the in the fourth quarter. Showed touch on the football to Amari Cooper again. And by the way, all Amari do, uh, Amari Cooper does is catch uh, catch touchdowns, catch um you know catch passes. Five catches again for him. One thirty nine today. A touchdown. Fifty nine long. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, 19 to 30, 219 yards, two touchdowns, 107.5. It, it sounded blazing hip. I hopped in R&B, 107.5. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, listen, he's doing his thing on that. And guess what? He had them couple of throws where it's just like, and, and Earl said something I completely agree with. He was getting hit around a little bit. He got hit multiple times, pushed, jabbed, punched. I like when he got up. I'm starting to see celebrations from Deshaun Watson now. He you caught him. Goku did the arrow. Yo, he got the arrow celebration spread it to the whole team. I love to see that. Or, 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 the, or the third and 11 right before the fourth quarter when he was yep. yeah. for the 11 yeah, yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he caught an interception on the sideline. He yes. was interacting with, with, the, with, with the D line. I said, oh, oh, let's see. He feeling quite good right now. And I just like the fact that he made it through. And guess what we did? And we didn't let him get on the board. Defense was getting called out a little bit. When people start catching on a little bit, they're like, hold on, G. Bush. Y'all got to start talking to the defense, too. They came out. We had, what, seven sacks? Um, they was dominant. yards allowed. 50. And we will, I promise everybody who's in here, we will talk plenty of the defense. We're going to get to that, I promise. And they deserve all the flowers, all the kudos, everything else that we're going to give them because they were phenomenal. I don't give a crap if it's Clayton Toon, the quarterback. Or Peyton Man, you hold a team that is an accomplishment that should not be overshadowed. Gee, here's what I noticed about Deshaun Watson today, and he made a lot of really good throws. When his mm-hmm. feet were planted and set, he let that ball Look rip good. like we haven't seen it in a year and a half, honestly. Look good. And then a lot of his misfires early were when his feet weren't set. And I'm curious if it's not arm rust, it's just kind of the, the quarterback rust, of making sure yeah. he's timing everything. But when his feet were planted today, yeah. That deep ball in the flat in the fourth quarter to Mari Cooper, you literally cannot throw a football better than that. Nah, you that was between that football any better than that. In the first quarter, that first 59 yard pass, which by the way, that one pass to Mari Cooper was more yards than the Cardinals had the entire game. That's crazy. That 59 yard pass to Mari Cooper on a laser, on a dot. And then he split the defense in the I think it was the second quarter, or maybe it was the early third quarter. He split the defense on a pass to Amari Cooper and his feet were set. 
And when his feet were set, he looked like he had no issues in the world throwing the football. Some of the inconsistencies early, it's going to happen. You know, it's his first game back in six weeks. If you thought he was going to be perfect, then you had expectations that were too high. But I thought he played all things considered. You know, he, he missed some throws, and it was to be expected. But when it mattered most, Deshaun Watson stepped up and delivered a couple passes that I needed to see to believe. And, geez, yeah. and Earl, I think this team and this fan base needed to see a couple deep balls like that to believe because through the first seven weeks of the season or seven games, there was zero semblance of a downfield passing attack for the Cleveland Browns. Zero. And today – that whole element of the playbook at least opened up, and now that's something Baltimore has to prepare for next week. Yeah, I think uh, – I mean, I can agree with the fans definitely needed to see it, and us in the media needed to see it. I'm not sure if I believe his teammates needed to see it. I mean, they're with him in practice all the time. I think that sometimes – and this is just me speaking for myself as being a part of the media – sometimes we overblow the five or ten minutes that we see tweeted out of, of the practice sessions that's only open to the media. But when the, when the cameras is off and the doors is closed, like I wouldn't be surprised if he's slinging the ball like that, you know, all practice long. So they they clearly know he's capable of doing it. But I mean, for me, to your point, you know, for him not to have played, you can clearly see in pregame he was feeling better. Mm-hmm. You can clearly say see like he he had a swag, like like his confidence was there. He completed sixty three point three percent of his passes and had a passer rating of a one oh seven. You know, the boy came out and absolutely balled. And again, to anybody who want to use the disclaimer where the Browns are playing the Cardinals, listen, the Cardinals then then hung in there with some teams and they done beat some of the uh, one of the best teams in the league so far this year. So to see And they him, gave Baltimore fits last week, by the yeah, way. They, yeah, they, they but they held Lamar Jackson to his lowest passing. Oh, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to simmer down anything that he did because of who the opponent was. Like this dude came out here and, and honestly he got better as the game went yeah. on. You can see him become more in rhythm as the game went on. And to your point, like to see these deep passes that we kind of talked about on BTG last week that we thought this was going to be a staple of the offense and we hadn't seen it yet. And to see Deshaun Watson stretch the field the way he did, like G, you said something that I got to say this now before I forget it. Like Amari Cooper, man, like probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. And I'm saying that because I just started watching all 22. And every time I turn that thing on, like, he's kicking. He's wide. He's breaking down defenders. Bro had an undrafted, undrafted rookie corner man on him today, and I felt so sorry for that kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> G, before hey. G, before you go, real quick, Earl. The thing I meant about with, with teammates needing to see it, and G, I bet you you've seen this. Or I'm sure you've seen this in other situations, like you know, with bas- in, in basketball. That's what I always go back to. That's what I play. We had a dude in practice who, with no joke, was like a 94 percent shooter in practice and a six percent shooter in the game. And we were like, right. hey, you can make that in practice, but until I see you doing in the game. Like, it just won't fully compute. So I think some of his teammates just needed the, yeah, he looks good in practice. Let's see one of the real game situations here when there's actually yeah. pressure. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe they didn't need to. Either way, it certainly doesn't hurt the fact that he went out, balled at the level he did, proved, hey, my shoulder still got this cannon on it. It's just a matter of me getting everything in sync, in rhythm, together. Gee, does and that it make ain't sense? even 100%. Man, yeah. man he, uh, you know, the, the great thing about – Amari Cooper is the fact that, you know, he comes out there in lineman cleats. He, he, he doesn't even have the new Nike <laughs> speeds. He has lineman cleats on. He has high tops on. No one wears, no receivers wear high top cleats, bro. And he just, he, he shakes people up and he, he's like, yeah, I got high tops on. You can't do anything about it. He's not really crazy fast. And I always had a problem when people was trying to get him up off the squad so early. Talk about, we, we can't pay Amari Cooper. He's probably, boy, 
you better stop. <laughs> you better stop all that 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 premature. He about, about to be out of here. But let me let me uh, let me get this. Let me let me get this. Let me just tell y'all this, man. Yes, last week we had uh, Kevin Stefanski had a lot of conversations about what he should and shouldn't be doing. Now I'm gonna give him credit where credit is due. This week, I thought he called pretty much one of his best football games, and and and, and I know it is against a team that that you know didn't have um didn't have you know the, the the edge in a lot of areas but i love the fact that kevin stefanski kept it real simple man it wasn't too much out there we had a couple deep shots that we hit it was a couple little short routes that we was throwing in the beginning but for the most part we didn't we wasn't even really getting chunk plays on on the ground uh, average 2.2 yards per carry 40 carries, 2.2 yards per carry. But guess what happens when, when, you, when, when, when you commit to it? When you commit to it, you can matriculate. You can work the thing down the field. He finally understood what it was. I was so excited when he punted, and we got the team down. We, we got him down with inside the two. Them is turnovers. That's turnover city. And guess what? The defense gave it right back to him. He said, if you go ahead, pass the ball, like in basketball, McNuggets, we run in motion. Pass that thing. You can get it back if you ain't got it, if you're willing to move the ball. The defense gave it back to him. It was a perfect type game I saw. And I salute to Kevin Stefanski because he got Deshaun Watson loose. He protected him for the most part. He showed a lot of different running formations on film, even though they didn't have really chunk plays. And he played to his strengths with the defense. And you see that ended up with a 27-0 game. Yeah, I mean, they, they ran the ball 40 times for 113 yards. Deshaun threw the ball 30 times. It was a pretty balanced offensive attack. They weren't super efficient in either category. I mean, Deshaun averaged 7.3 yards per attempt. They averaged 2.8 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. But they did exactly what they had to do. And he didn't try to get too crazy. He didn't try to get too greedy, G. And that's, to me, what, what was I like most about Stefanski in this game. They didn't need anything cuckoo crazy to beat Arizona. Just do the basics. Play, play the hits. And they did that to a T. I'll argue this, though. I don't think they <clears throat> need anything cuckoo crazy any week. Like, the Browns got the formula, Mike. Like they, no, no, no. They, I, I, no, I agree with no, that. No, no, no. Just hit me. You said they didn't need to do anything cuckoo crazy to beat the Cardinals. Uh, I, I'll, I'll add on to what y'all said. Great game plan. Great day for Kevin Stefanski. But I'll add on the fact that he don't need to do anything crazy every week, bro. Like how you kept it simple this week, and how you were like, simple and methodical yeah. this week. That's what you need that's to do it. every week because you got the women and you got the cheat code already. You got a quarterback that's capable. You you got a defense and you got a run game. You already got the women winning formula. All you got to do is just show up every week and go play. Uh, I thought about this earlier today when I was in the studio. You know, um, not to really bring them into our conversation, but just to use them for an example. The Steelers won a, a really really ugly game on Thursday, right? And you notice how this is a team that don't have man they couldn't like like they couldn't touch us with a 10-foot pole when it came to talent. But they scrappy and they tend to win those tough games, those gritty games, those ugly games all the time. And I know Steelers fans, and we never hear Steelers fans complain about the ugly victories. They, they dubs and they keep it moving. And us as a fan base, man, we tend to critique the ugly victories. We tend to be frustrated when we win ugly. And so, like, if we can appreciate those ugly victories, we should be able to appreciate the victories like this. And if Kevin Stefanski can take this game and realize, man, all I need to do is just do the simple mathematics every week, and that's good enough to beat damn near everybody in the NFL, then we good. That's how I see it. Ugly win or win, you should celebrate. And this is a win that wasn't just a win. This was an ass-kicking. 
This is a flat-out beatdown of a bad football team, and it doesn't matter who you played. You win 27 nothing. You hold the team to 58 yards. That should be a reason to celebrate. I don't want to hear anyone. You know, if anyone's out here like it's the Cardinals, who cares? Go get a life. Go go find something. <laughs> hey, what a, hey, the chat up here going crazy. Somebody somebody said they mad that we ain't win by 30. Like, I mean. Yeah, listen. If, if, if This ain't the game. We're going to be on y'all case now like y'all be on ours. Like, now we're going to be on y'all case, man. Don't y'all come in here with that negative energy. Man. Hey, listen. Let's hey, talk hey, about listen. the defense real quick, though, because 58 total yards in an NFL game. I'm not sure what the record is, but that has to be damn near close to the record. I know it's the fewest yards allowed in a game this season. Because they broke the week three record, which the Browns set against Tennessee, which was 94 yards. They had seven sacks. They forced three turnovers. There were, I think, five different players record a sack. Gee, I'm not sure you could ask for a better defensive performance, regardless of who was on the other sideline. It was epic and elite in every single category. They were so good. They were so good. They didn't mention Martin Emerson's name once. And that's not because he was playing bad. That's because he was he was on his guy so tight that they didn't even attempt to throw the ball his way. My boy ain't got no stats because he's shutting down. <laughs> yeah, they heard they heard us talking. They heard us talking all week. Now, like, like check this out. These is just the people with 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 tackles for loss. Like I love the I love tackle for loss because they just don't say sacks. That means you getting after people, running backs, receivers, whoever it may be. Even if the coach want to touch the ball, that means you tackling people behind the line of scrimmage. Just look, take a look at this. Uh, Grant Delbert, one tackle for loss. Dalvin Tomlinson, three tackles for loss. JOK, one tackle for loss. Shelby Harris, two tackles for loss. Zadarius Smith, two tackles for a loss. Miles Garrett had a tackle for loss. Jordan Elliott had a tackle for loss. Think about that. That's a bunch of people not mentioning the fact that you already said how many people had sacks. Is this possible? Is this Dalvin Tomlinson had three sacks? He had two, and I, I got him at two and a half. Shelby Harris with one, Zadarius Smith with one, Miles Garrett had to get him one, Jordan Elliott got him one. That is Grant ridiculous. Grant Delpin got a half a sack. Grant yeah, Delpin got fine. a piece of something. Hey, hey listen, G, throw the log, throw the log, throw the log, because I got to add on what you're saying. Go Bam, get here, it. Here you go, right? So in the first half, they had the, the Cardinals had 31 total yards, right? And the Browns had an uh, interception. The Browns had the audacity, the pure audacity to come out here and be better defensively in the second half. Crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> you give up less yards in the second half than you do in the first half, and then you force two more turnovers than what you did in the first half. So not only was they dominant, that they made adjustments to whatever that the Cardinals, quote-unquote, did decent, and then came out there and was more dominant in the second half. Like, it don't get no better than that. No. They gave up one play today, and it got called back for a penalty. That it, The Browns got the, the benefit. I don't think it was offensive pass interference on the Cardinals. But that was the only play they had today. That was anything positive enough to even put in the statute as, hey, this play worked. Whatever the <laughs> plan was, you crumble it up in a piece of paper, you throw it out the window, and then you throw a Molotov cocktail behind it and burn that, you know what, to the ground. Because nothing worked. And I'm not sure it's even the, the Cardinals' lack of execution. I just think the Browns' defense was that good today. And they heard us talk last week. And, and I think a lot of people in the city kind of gave them a pass last week for letting Seattle march down the field in the last second. And kudos to us as a show. I think we kind of held them accountable, and Indy was definitely not their best performance. They came out today and tried to remind the world, hey, we said we're the best defense in the world. And we'll have to back it up and prove it. And when yep. you can talk the talk, you better walk the walk. And today, the Browns' defense backed up every single word they talked with their play in the field. And, that, and that's pretty special. Oh, Listen, um, th- this was the energy level we needed. Um, and, and see, here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing about putting things together. 
um, when you start to put a performance like that, now you got the confidence level back where it needs to be with the with the defense, and they need to be able to do some things to understand that they they can shut down runners and, and shut down offenses at that type level. This reminded them, and I, I think one thing that feeds into another when you see your quarterback make some throws that you know PJ Walker and DTR can't even sniff. <laughs> that give you a little extra, like they like, dang, bro, I ain't even, I forgot she was nice like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you start doing that, it gives you some, it gives you some, some things, um, you know, going forward that you're excited about. I do want to say to this man, and um, I say this a lot, and, and I know we we've been on him a lot here at UCSS, but um, want to say big shout out and prayers to your boy Jed Wills. Yeah, Looks like he had a really Wills. really tough leg injury. Um, I've been on that cart multiple times with that immobilizer on, knowing that you got some some tough stuff and tough days oh, ahead yeah. of you. So shout out to Jed Wills. We want to wish him a, a speedy recovery. And uh, you know uh, Hudson is going. James Hudson got his work cut out because you know now we go to to Baltimore and we got Pittsburgh on the roster and we're gonna need guys to step up. But just wanted to throw that out to Jed Wills. At the end of the day, um, I, I've I've been thinking that Jed has been playing way better. These last three or four weeks, it's sad to see him go down like that. Yeah, no matter what my personal opinion is of his play or what I do as far as my job and critiquing his play, man, I never wish injury or ill on nobody. At the end of the day, man, this is his career, this is his job, and this is how he feed his family. Uh, so prayers to him, man, wishing him a speedy recovery. And uh, stay strong mentally, man, because that's where it try to break you at first. That's fact. Yeah, the Browns are going to have some uh, depth issues at offensive tackle because – Jed Wills, it has not been officially reported, but I would not expect him not expect him back this season. Dewan Jones was hurt with a shoulder injury coming into this game. He got banged up. He's on. I was holding his knee at some point. He finished the game, but yeah. he's definitely not at one hundred percent. James Hudson's now played extended snaps in two games. They have Alex Leatherwood on the practice squad. They just signed Leroy Watson. That is not a joke. That's a real player. They just signed Leroy Watson. So we better hope that the uh, offensive tackles for the Browns can. Stay healthy because without Jed Wills, they're facing two pretty damn good pass rushes the next two weeks. Um, something we have to talk about. I want to take a mini victory lap for five seconds. Cedric Tillman had a catch. I told y'all we can move on. Okay. How about how about number 11 returning punts today? Prochet, a guy they called up. Now, I know DPJ had the punt return against Houston for a touchdown last season. Right. But since that one return, and that's the anomaly because I think that was the only positive return he had last season that was really a big explosive play i know two of them got called back for holding but what an element added to this football team if they could have something in the punt return game and i don't Love know if they'll stick around i'm not sure if he adds anything to the offense but that dude looks shifty quick and explosive in the punt return game i, I was a big fan of what i saw today from Prochet as a punt returner yeah i liked it um i, I like the fact that they got him back there i'm like dang they they, they y'all dirty though kev and one thing kev y'all y'all don't wait y'all I was like, damn, they 11? just gave, they, they <laughs> gave him 11 immediately. <laughs> like, they gave it to him like this. They 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 dusted it off like, mm. yeah, here you go. Take that 11 and uh, get up field. Like, I'm like, dang, they, they didn't even. <laughs> listen, go ahead and take that boy. <laughs> oh, that boy got, listen, I think DPJ will probably wear another. I think he's going to go back to the old old Michigan number uh, in Detroit. But, uh, you know, I like the fact that he's utilizing that part of our game. Once again. 
Great special teams. We uh, we did miss one field goal today. So, but you know, uh, Hopkins been been lights out. We knew he's gonna miss some field goals. But Barakas is out here kicking the heck out of the football, and they got a great return game out of the punt game. So now I'm I'm trying to see them put that thing together. We're going we gonna need both of those aspects to be fly when we go to uh, Baltimore. And by the way, we competing for the we we competing for first place, boys. Hey boys, we we competing for first place. Yeah. We win. We, this is for yeah. the marbles. Going to Baltimore, win you in first place. Man, Come on quick, now. Oh, real real quick, real real quick. C.J. Stroud. I see the chat going crazy. Yeah, the chat going up. crazy right now. He just set what the a- single single game rookie passing record with 470 yards and five touchdowns. As he just led a 43 second game winning drive to lead them to a win over Tampa Bay. 470 and five touchdowns. Hey, somebody in Carolina gonna get fired. That's all I'm gonna say, man. Hey, and Bryce, Bryce Young beat him last week. No, yeah, that's cool and all, but somebody in Carolina getting fired, my boy. Hey, hey Anthony, no, listen. Anthony, you're playing me this week, and I started CJ Stratt at quarterback. So sorry for the L, bro. Hey, hey, hey listen, man. Hey, G, G, y'all don't even know. I can, I can go ahead and make this announcement, man, because we do that over here. So I'm actually making my, uh, I am the full time host next week for the Cleveland Browns Bud Light Tailgate Show. And what an honor for me to actually be the full-time host for that show, Baltimore Week, man. I got so hold on, hold on, hold on. So they done, they they done put you. So hold on, you just snuck up in here five hours of Earl of Pearl during the day. Then I'm gonna come do the post game show next week. So yeah, I'm all on these airwaves next week. Hey, Earl's gonna be feeling himself all week. Hey, listen, BBI, McNuggets, he got. McNuggets, he's coming in late, three days out of the four. Uh, he, he's already texting me saying, I don't want to make a couple of graphics because I, I ain't doing none of that. It, it's happening. Hey, let's go, let's go back to the offense real quick, though. Obviously, a big Browns win. They had 40 rushing attempts. Pierre Strong, after we all thought he played really well against Seattle, he only had three carries today. And I thought they went to Jerome Ford a lot. Kareem, uh, Kareem Hunt got another touchdown. That's his fourth straight game with a rushing touchdown that leads the NFL with four consecutive games with a rushing touchdown. Did you think that Stefanski was too Ford heavy? He got 20 carries for 44 yards. Hunt had 14 for 38. But Pierre strongly had three for nine. More than anything else, I have no issue with Ford getting carries with Hunt. But I wanted to see a little more from Pierre Strong. Man, look. So, so Pierre, listen, I got to watch the all 22 um, it just seemed to me that that Ford they're running a lot of outside zone plays, and right now I just don't think Ford has the vision the vision to 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 bend it back or or keep it front side. He's 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 running into a lot of people's legs. Um, I like how Pierre Strong runs. I, I just would like to give him an opportunity to get more carries. Um, Jerome Ford is a, is a younger running back, and sometimes it takes you a little bit of time to start reading the blocks and understanding where you need to be at. I just think that he, you know, Pierre Strong's a one cut runner, and that type of running you're going to need when you come to Baltimore. You can't be stretching everything from sideline to sideline. Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, Marlon Humphreys, uh, dumb dudes out there, your, your boy uh, from Notre Dame. They downhill. They play like linebackers. They safeties play like linebackers. So yeah. you got to get what you can sometime and keep it pushing in there. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't agree more, man. I kind of alluded to this during the game, man. Like Jerome Ford about to maybe lose my damn mind with all this dancing and deciding and yeah, and, and, and left to right, like like you know he getting his shoulder lean on, trying to figure out which way to go, boy. <laughs> if you don't get downhill and hit that hole and gain three or four yards, I know something. The Browns, uh, I mean, forty carries total as a team, one hundred thirteen yards and a touchdown. 
the running game was enough. It was not the – I didn't think it was, like, their best effort out for real, for real. Um, but they they did enough. I would like I would like to have seen more strong. I feel like strong and Kareem Hunt, they give you a little That's bit it. more of that, that downhill threat. That's it. And to your point, you can't be trying to get outside, man, when you're going against a team with a good defense like the Baltimore Ravens because um, that's just not going to work. And I feel like the downhill running, it kind of sets up for whatever you want to do on the outside a little more. Like, hell, I'd rather – if you're going to run an outside, you that's when you, you can use Elijah Moore for a gadget if you want to do all that stuff. That's it. But facts. I kind of prefer my running backs man, running between the tackles downhill, but teach is on. So speaking of Elijah Moore – Offensively, Deshaun Watson had a great connection with Amari Cooper, but him and Njoku had a couple nice plays, including the touchdown where Njoku was wide open. Moore only had two targets. Your boy Jordan Atkins had three. Earl Tillman had one. Uh, Goodwin had two. It really was, and, and Ford had seven, but those were all dumped down. I don't think a single one of Ford's five catches was a designed like screen for Ford. It was more just kind of the broken down check down. Outside of Njoku and Cooper, though, no one had more than three targets, including Elijah Moore. And as you get to facing better defenses like Baltimore and Pittsburgh, et cetera, I think they do have to vary up the passing attack a little bit. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to get started. Uh, if I figure if I say it now, we'll get another one. Uh, two weeks in a row. Sh- Shanti's boys, man. We don't play, boy. We don't play. We get busy, man. We get busy. <laughs> Y'all know we get busy. Hey, but uh, no, in all seriousness, though, man, like I think we got a large enough sample size to see. Uh, as far as wide receivers go, it's either Amari Cooper or nothing. As far as pass catchers go, like it don't matter who the quarterback is. You clearly see they trust Amari Cooper and they trust David Njoku. Everybody else, they so-so with. You know what I mean? Um, it's still – it's a little unfortunate because we was told so much about the impact that Elijah Moore will have on the Cleveland Browns offense, and we have not seen it, you know, to this point. And so, you know, it is what it is. I do wish that the other wide receivers can contribute. Uh, a little more than what they are, but man, thank God for Amari Cooper. Uh, David Njoku actually leads the NFL um, coming into this game with yards out the catch, not just for tight ends, but like that's any position, like you know, out there. So no way. Um, yeah, yeah, no coming way. into this game, he le- he le- he leads the NFL. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I dropped the I dropped the, I dropped I dropped the McNugget on McNugget. Uh, coming uh, uh, coming into this no- game, listen. He, he led two the weeks, NFL two weeks yak. ago. Tyreek Hill had 323 yak yards, and I don't think David Njoku has 323 receiving yards. Yeah, he, he had like 296 yards, 200 and uh, uh, what 45 of them coming into this game was yak. All right, before today, Njoku had 293 yards, and like Tyreek Hill four. heading today at 380 yak yards by himself. Okay, so he was like, he, maybe, he's up there, maybe leads tight ends, but it's definitely yeah, not tight ends, okay. yeah, tight ends, but uh, those are the two dudes that's that's trusted, yeah. man, by whoever's throwing the uh, ball. So, I mean, another yep, game, yep. uh, I got that one wrong. I was on the island by myself, and Elijah <laughs> Moore was gonna find the end zone, but see, on. we got the win, though, <laughs> hey, yeah, listen, we, hey. we celebrate <laughs> like, the real win over the Elijah Moore touchdown victory two minutes in a in a uh, defeat Monday chat, so yeah, yeah, like any any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Yeah. Big facts, big facts. So it was not too many things that you can point to and really critique. I think for all of us, we're looking at it like, yeah, we'd like to see more Elijah Moore. Probably wanted to see more Pierre Strong. I really don't like the the dancing by Jerome Ford, but damn, it feel good on a Sunday, man. I'm ready to go drink some tequila. Hey, oh, <laughs> I need a shot. <laughs> gee, we've been on we've been on for 35 yeah. minutes now, and the yeah. only critiques we have were what Earl just said. Get Elijah Moore involved, maybe a couple more carries for Pierre Strong, and 
and, and they missed a field goal. Like, that's a damn good win, man. Yeah, man, I will take Hey, it. listen, it, it, you know, it, and plus, we we got to get out there and touch the people. Um, you know, the Browns, Browns got a for for what for what we got going on for what the Browns do, man. The Browns got an elite elite fan base, man. Like, you know, we went out there and it was a beautiful day. Weather was good. We was just out there just chilling. We was walking around and it was just like we watched people and, and it was cool, like because people was out there really on some like community type stuff. Like you couldn't, if the Browns would have lost today, you couldn't have told us that Deshaun Watson hadn't played in a couple weeks. Or if you was out there walking around, you wouldn't have known that DPJ got traded or nothing. They just, there are people out here. And I, and I, I had to question my fandom because there's people out there that are so, so much big fans. And we got a couple interviews of people. They driving with the team. They just following the team around the country. Like they like, why would I miss a game? I've been coming here every day with the same spot for five, six, seven years, which is which is dope. So uh, you know, I I just want to see my my dream is having a home playoff game. That's if we crazy. could get a home playoff game, like that'd be crazy just to see what it's like. But you know, it, it like every Sunday is a home playoff game to some people. So everything all the way around was was a, was a, was a great atmosphere, a great game. Um, big one, and, and and it makes the the game next week against the Ravens even even more important. So when I come to work every morning on Sunday, man, I'm downtown probably from six a.m. to when I leave our offices here at Channel Three from doing a post game show, and you know I'm coming ninety, I'm coming ninety west, and it's easy to take Dad Man's curve to get to ninety two three to fan, but I got a home game ritual. I go, I go straight and I get off at East Ninth because I always, 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 I want to get a glimpse of the Muni lot and I want to feel the energy from the fans as I get off the exit to start my work day. And I've made a habit of doing that. And Browns fans didn't let me down again. And I know it sounds crazy or cliche, but I'm not joking. Like I feed off that energy getting off the highway at six in the morning, getting ready to start a long Browns day on a Sunday. And I see everybody already lined up to get into the Muni lot. I see the lights on. I see people got the tents out. You know, people got the grills going. And I'm in my car by myself talking to myself like, yeah, okay. I see y'all because I know what it's like. Y'all got the opportunity to meet my cousin. And him and this group has been down there every single Sunday, Thursday, Monday, since 1999 when the Browns came back. No exaggeration. No matter what the weather looked like. No matter if the Browns had, had three straight home games and the price they got costly after three weeks in a row of doing this, there is no fan base like the Cleveland Browns fan base. And Mike, you're from a, a town where diehard sports fan, fans live. You know, you spent a lot of time in another town where it's a lot of diehard sports fans. Like, mm-hmm. bro, Miami might be a beautiful city, but I couldn't live in a city that's not a sports city. You feel me? Like the way that this team. The way that this fan base love this team, bro, is second to none, and I love seeing it. Listen, I've, I've said this time and time again, and I will double down, triple down, quadruple down. Browns fans are their own breed, and I mean that in the best way possible. Like, y'all are absolutely crazy in the kind of way you'd want fans to be crazy about their team. It, it's unrivaled, unmatched. I did forget to ask y'all this earlier, though. There was a deep pass to uh, Marquise Goodwin. It was incomplete. We're still waiting on that first Watson a Goodwin completion, or, or honestly, anyone to Goodwin completion. They have not been able to dial that, that part up. It hit Goodwin in his hands. It's a little high, but I thought it was a pretty good throw for the most part. If you guys had to – you guys know what plan I'm talking about, right? 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was about yeah. to comment on it. Yeah. I, it, I knew it was gonna come up. What What do you think of that play from the design so, to the up. execution to just a missed opportunity, too high, too low? Should he have caught that? What do you think? Good play. Good. Good play call. I thought Deshaun Watson put the ball the only place he could have uh, put it. I think people were forgetting that the defender just made a good play. Yeah. Like he couldn't have led him because the safety was right there. He literally, it was literally a bang bang play. He put the ball only where he could. He just didn't hold on to the ball. And the defender made a good play. He had his hands on it, came in between his hands, he just, and he knocked it out. If he would have led him, um, he probably would have thrown an interception. So I, I felt like he put the ball on the only and the only place it could be put at. I just felt like the defender made a good play, and you know we forget sometimes they get paid too. I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good ball. I thought he had gave him an opportunity to high point the football. Went up. It was almost uh, if, if if there was one thing I, I like uh, that that's an, an advanced throw because. It's almost throw, like throwing under throwing uh, or back shoulder and something during the middle of the field. You know what I'm saying? He he threw it under through it because the safety was there. Um, Marquise Goodwin did a good job of contorting his body, went up, and uh, he had the ball in his hands. So it was good defense. He knocked it down. Unfortunately, when he came down, he kind of got spiked on his head, um, and uh, he looked like he was out a little bit uh, there. He, he, he needed a couple dudes to help him off the field. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where – we're going to see how good we're going to see. Cause here's the thing. One of the detractors detractors or some of the people will say, all right, you got Deshaun Watson. What if Deshaun Watson is back in his mode? What if he, what if he's dealing now again? Now you look around at the receiving roster. You say, well, you, you did move on from DPJ. If you don't have Goodwin, that's that's able to be back, or he's kind of dinged up. You looked at uh, uh, David Bell being inactive this game. Are we going to look back at that move and say, "Well, now that Washington is throwing the football and he's into the swing of things, do we need another receiver?" Now, fortunately, they still got to do. Who's the dude that was killing during preseason? Uh, 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 are you talking about uh, Watkins? Uh, Watkins. Yeah. Watkins. So they got Watkins. They got Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman made a sighting. You better go time Martavius Bryant. (laughs) Hey, true story. True story. I forgot all about Martavius Bryant. I did too. Like all about. Listen, I didn't know what happened. I was like, Martavius Bryant, what you mean? Like, is he? Dude was a baller, man. He ain't played football in like two years though, haven't he? This might be two or three. What happened to him? He got suspended. And, And look up what happened to Martavius Bryant. He got suspended. Dang, bro. Um, to, to add on to that though, I felt like the Browns needed a wide receiver like before. I mean, before the Donovan Peoples trade, clearly they probably need one now. Um, but at the same time, I think the Browns can honestly get away with playing football like this, right? Like, I think that you we saw you put, saw the tight end not to stop you. The tight end, uh, what's his name? Oh boy, yeah, from yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a sighting. So, so you getting you, you I think you picking up what I'm putting down. I think we put a lot of emphasis on the wide receivers as a unit not being that productive. We talk a lot about the wide receivers having one collective touchdown as a group. Two. But, like, well, two now. Yes. But, like, if if we can change it from wide receivers to, to quote-unquote, pass catchers, I think that the Browns kind of identify who's who's the primary targets, right? You got Amari Cooper. You you got David Njoku. Elijah Moore is probably going to get anywhere from three to five targets a game. And then you still got running backs like Ford and Kareem Hunt that you can swing it out the backfield to. Jordan Atkins, somebody that we thought was going to be more involved early on in the season, probably was the most involved he uh, this game that he had been all season. 
And so it's not the ideal pass catching group. And it's definitely not what we envisioned with the season started. But I do feel like as long as Amari Cooper is healthy, that you can actually get away with the pass catchers being who they are, assembled the way that they are. As long as you just keep running, like keep it, keeping that balance attack of making sure that you are running the football effectively. Would it be nice to see Elijah Moore kind of pop out and break out and do his thing? Would it be nice to see Cedric Tillman to kind of like really get busy? Yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, I still believe the Browns can win with this pass catching group as a collective the way that it is, even though the wide receiver unit has not lived up to the expectations. All they needed, and we've said this from the get-go, this roster is so talented, they just needed average quarterback play. Average. We're not asking for great. We're not asking for Mahomes. We're not asking for MVP. Average quarterback play with this defense can win you 10 games this year. I don't think the pass catcher group as a whole is great. Still need to see more from everybody outside of Cooper and Njoku, and I think that could become a bit of an Achilles heel when you play a couple teams with some more defensive playmakers, but that's a discussion for another day. Today they won 27-0, and that's really all that matters. They got Baltimore next week, and we'll focus on Baltimore come Wednesday, but today they ran the ball like they had to. They got playmakers involved. Amari Cooper proved. Gee, we had this discussion this week. Is Amari Cooper a top-10 receiver in the league? And it, I'm putting you on the mm. spot with that. And there's a lot of good receivers, so I, I'm not asking for an answer. But that's something we're going to talk about. I'm a ponder on it. I'm a ponder on it. Yeah. Yo, make, make sure make sure we have a production meeting before you do that because I feel like that's 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 so bland. Like, when we talk about the best receivers in the league, what's the criteria? Like, like this year, you, has he been one of the 10 best receivers in the league this year? Okay. Not, 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 like, not like if you're starting a team, but, like, this like, year, has he been one of the 10 year. best receivers in football? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good number. Like, he puts up consistent numbers – um, with, with whoever's at quarterback. So, you Which know I think what I'm saying? Factors in, I think factors into it, too. That, that's part of it. He's, yeah. he's consistent. He's dependent, dependable. Um, and, and obviously, to be truthful, he's still playing slightly injured. I mean, he he's had the ankle. He had the, uh, you know, the, the core muscle, core injury during the offseason. So, it isn't like um, he had a hamstring. It isn't like he's he's playing a hundred percent. He just knows how to run routes, man. These dude, he's making dudes fall still, and he shouldn't be doing that at this point. Like he, like he's he's a little older. You shouldn't be making people fall like that. Like that's. He not said it's so subtle. Like he he shouldn't be. He he looked like what uh, Steph Curry had old boy in a blender the uh, other day. Yeah. Oh, boy, uh, Dylan Dylan, who was it? Dylan Brooks. Brooks. He had Dylan Brooks yeah. in a blender. <laughs> like that. That's shouldn't like, be you that be way. Doing that, man. You should. Amari, you shouldn't be doing that. Let's uh before we read some super chats, let's give out some maybe some unheralded game balls real quick. A couple guys who we didn't necessarily name or mention or kind of highlight what they did, but absolutely balled that. We'll go around the horn till we're out. But I want to start with Shelby Harris, who we have not uh, met Shelby Harris game graphic yet this year. And he's been solid in limited reps, but nothing spectacular. Today he jumped off the screen with the forced fumble, a giant tackle for loss in the run play. And that guy was there start to finish when the Browns needed it most, kind of in the most important. There really was no important defensive snaps because they was never close. But you know what I'm saying? In, in some of the bigger plays of the game when they needed it most, uh, Shelby Harris was a guy who time after time came up big. Earl, you're up next. So you want to give a little extra shout uh, out to? So I started doing this last week. I'll just give you my three game balls real quick. Uh, my first one is going to go to Jordan Elliott. Uh, Jordan Elliott, somebody like we didn't kind of like beat up on a lot over the last three or four years, having the best year of his career. You know, I think he up to two and a half uh, sacks this season. That's a new career high for him. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, Mike, but he talked about in an interview last week with Nathan Segura that 
he was kind of questioning if he even belonged in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to see him playing the way he's play, playing, I got to give a game ball to him. I'm going to give one to the punter. And I know this is yeah. unlike me. I got to give one to the punter, uh, to the punter, man. But Orcas, man, he had, what, two punts inside the 20. He had a long of 73. And, of yeah. course, man, my last game ball, it go to four. It go to four. Like, to see you come out here, play the way that you play, to see you get hit up a little bit, to see you, like, like play with the confidence, the cockiness, the swagger, like, to see you lead your team to victory and to see you galvanize the troops, man, you can clearly tell, regardless of what people think, his energy is contagious and, like, it gravitates to everybody else in that locker room. You can see everybody having some fun on the sidelines. Like, just him being back on that football field and playing the way that he did, those who, those who get my three game balls. G- so this is this is a this is a rough one for me. It, it was so many different people that I think could have gave got these game balls, um, but I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give one on offense and one on defense. And the, and the first one I'm gonna give to um, is Deshaun Watson. Man, he came out here. It wasn't pretty at all times, but he threw and made enough throws that that put me in a position where put your team in a position to say, okay. We 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 got something going here. So I thought he did a really good job with that. And then I'm gonna go to the defense. I'm gonna go to the de- I'm gonna go to the defensive side of the football. And I'm gonna go to um uh, Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit had a sneaky game. Nine um nine solo tackles. Uh, excuse me, nine total, eight solo tackles, one talk- tackle for loss. Grant Delpit was back uh, roaming the alleys and did a good job in run support. Thought he did a really good job. And, and, and I could have gave another one. And and what other one would have been uh, your boy uh, uh, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward had a great game. Interception had another pick. Um, I thought he was just dominant today. He, he owned Mar- he, he owned Hollywood uh, Hollywood uh, Brown. He owned him today. He, it was a it was a level uh, above where where Hollywood Brown could go to, and I think he locked him up and did exactly what he needed to do. So I, those are the three guys that I think really did the thing. I'll just name a couple more. I, I didn't have three in mind, but Tomlinson played a great game in the interior. Really all the Browns defensive tackles today showed up and showed out. We didn't call Mo Hurst's name, but he was in on a few tackles for loss. Tomlinson had two sacks, I believe. How about Taki Taki, by the way, with an interception, making a big play there. And Cam Mitchell stepping in for Greg Newsom. I didn't think the Browns really missed a, a giant drop-off in the slot cornerback position from – Mitchell and Newsom, and that's not a knock on yep. Greg Newsom. That's a testament to how well I thought Cam Mitchell played and, frankly, how bad I thought Clayton Toon was today. So they had no weapons. This was a game when we said beforehand, there was no excuse for this Browns defense not to dominate. And they went, they dominated, and absolutely, like absolutely held their own and did more than we could have even expected. Like To, to put it in context, 58 yards is nothing. Like 58 yards is is one Amari Cooper catch today, and the Browns for 60 minutes held the Cardinals to less than that. That's crazy. Less than that. That's wild, man. That's, also, that's... shout out Nick Harris. I can't get enough of Nick Harris as a fullback. I can't find <laughs> – I don't have the time to go back and, like, track every play myself, and PFF doesn't do a great job of finding – He should be the fullback, fullback every time we in situations he, like that. He lays dudes out when he's at fullback. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's like going back to the 19 – Late 1990s, early 2000s, Mike Allstott, Lorenzo Neal. Like, he's that size. He's an undersized guard slash center. And when right. he comes in at fullback, I-, I wish I had the numbers. And the numbers aren't that good probably because they run a lot of goal line with him at the fullback. But I swear, when he puts when, – when they put him at fullback in front of Kareem Hunt, it's four yards. It's four or five yards. Just keep the chains moving. Hey, 
Position change coming soon. Hey, listen, <laughs> he's already. Is he a better listen. fullback than off? What, what anyone, anyone say right now, G? Raise your or, or if in the chat, let's say the chat. Give me a one if you think Nick Harris is a better fullback. Two if you think Nick Harris is a better offensive lineman. One for fullback, two for offensive lineman. This is Madden. This is not anti-Nick Harris. This is a pro-Nick I think. No, if this if this was Madden, I'll go in and I'll edit his position and I'll make him my starting fullback right now. Yeah. Like for real. Yeah. Real talk. And and see, here's the problem. People don't even have fullbacks. People don't even use fullbacks no more. It's very few teams. Very few teams with a fullback. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very few teams, but I, I think I think his versatility is what's keeping him on his roster. Yeah. Um, I like what he's doing there. I, I'll be anxious to see whether they move him around a little bit. Um, seeing that you know the, the Browns are down a little bit in terms of uh, guys being banged up up front. Yeah, he's been good, and like I said, the interior of the line today was good. They gave up a couple pressures, but that's going to happen every game. You're not going to play yeah. a flawless game up front. The, like like Earl said best, Arizona gets played to, paid to play defense too. So. That was gonna happen. Uh, you guys want to read a couple super chats, then we'll give our final thoughts. Yes, yeah, sir. ready Let's for tomorrow. It. It's funny, not a not a ton of super chats today. Uh, it's, it's super chats too happy. Coming way hotter. Keep on celebrating. What do you say? Keep on celebrating, man. And, and they should be. They should be popping champagne and drinking tequila. Is what we doing after? First one comes from our one year anniversary member, and I only remember this because I remember the name very particularly. Poop shoot riot. So the first touchdown pass was insane. Old Browns are new. How the F did that happen, Browns? Imagine. That's crazy. Think of how much a week changes. We go from a helmet interception to a helmet touchdown back-to-back. That does not happen often. Next one comes from Nicole D. She says, go Browns. Let's shock Baltimore next week. I think the Cleveland-Baltimore game is going to be the week uh, game of the week, by the way. I would not be shocked if that is the featured CBS game of the week. Set apart, Laz says, when DW4 steps up in the pocket, he's on point. David says, DW4 had a few off-target throws, but also threw a few dots. Glad he made his first start versus the Colts, and not next week against a tough Ravens defense. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, guys. But I think all three of us were in agreement that Arizona was the right time if he was healthy. Right. We look yeah, like yeah. geniuses now for all being on the right side of that argument, and we love yeah. Paul, but he was clearly on the wrong – him and Jason – Proved to be on the wrong side of this one, like you. Yeah, think. yeah. Facts on that. Yeah, and yeah. We, we snuck up and got one. Yeah, we'll take that and keep it moving. We'll take that. Set apart. <laughs> Laz said, "Zippity doodah, let's go, Watson." Evan four one nine says, "Deshaun's last two full games, forty six for sixty three, five hundred eight yards, four touchdowns. That is today and Tennessee. Ironically, those two games combined. Let me do the mental math real quick. The Browns' defense in those two games as well." has allowed 152 total yards. So you talk about Watson's two best games have also coincided with the Browns' two best defensive games of the season. It's crazy. Uh, next one from Sleep Leo. Keep Coop for the rest of his career. We need him. Browns have a decision to make on Amari Cooper this offseason. Ain't no decision. Daryl <laughs> was uh, with us in the Muni lot today. He said the Muni lot was lit. Kool-Aid Mafia in the building. Go Browns. Great win. Yes, sir. Sly says Brady Quinn punching air right now, watching CJ and Watson ball out. It's a tough day for Brady Quinn. It's a tough day for Brady Quinn. Sly, you are 100% right. 100% right. Uh, Sleepy Leo says the Browns are 3-0 when Aditi's on the sideline. That's an advanced analytic that I'm jealous I didn't think of. Uh, Shout out to Aditi. 
I'm going to text Diddy later like, hey, you need to be on the sideline. Hey, every hey, she better be there next week. Uh, Young Majestic said, what can I do to get on the panel? The chat room is way too negative. What's there to be <laughs> negative about today? Seriously, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, Young Majestic. Man, yeah, don't let, don't let the chat bully you, man. Y'all be nice. I'll be, look, Mike, Mike, look, we got some time. I'll be jumping in the chat, man, just be telling them, man, be nice. It really don't cost nothing to just be nice, man. Sometimes y'all be being mean and being bullies for no reason. Wow. Like, damn, we won. It's a victory Sunday, man. Go drink some Milagro. Go drink some, some Patron. Like, you could do something. You ain't got to be mean to nobody in this chat, man. Come on, now. Stop it. <laughs> Only people we being mean to is Brady Quinn. That's it. Get Someone told me next week's game's on Fox. I hate this back and forth, CBS fox i can't tell the difference that game should be that game should be flexed to a night game if i'm being all the way honest with you that should be flexed to the sunday night game they, they would have had to do it last week so unfortunately it will not they have to flex two weeks in advance so it i just i be. just i just hate those rules i, I feel like yeah. they should have freelance at their certain time to be able to do it right there on the fly i i agree it's gonna be the best uh, here let's look at the schedule real quick let me pull up the, the nfl pull that boy up. next week so next week week 10 of the nfl season Thursday night football. Oh my God. Panthers, Bears. Ugh. Then we have Colts, Patriots, Texans, Bengals, Saints, Vikings, Packers, Steelers, Titans, Bucks, 49ers, Jaguars. That should be a good game. Ravens, Browns, which is a one o'clock Fox game. Falcons, Cardinals, Lions, Chargers. Gi- Giants, Cowboys, Commanders, Seahawks. And guess what the Sunday night football game next week is, Earl? What's that? Jets Raiders. Oh, come on, bro. Come on, man. Y'all can flex that. Y'all, man, y'all can't bend the rules. Like, listen, listen. I understand what the rules is, but Mike, gee, y'all know this. Sometimes it ain't what you know, it's who you know. Somebody knows somebody that knows somebody. That knows somebody. That knows somebody. That knows somebody. No, that's like, that, that's disgusting. That is that is that's that's vibe. Ugh. Who wants to, who wants to watch that? Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's, to watch that. that's that's uh that's 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 not good. But I don't know. Um, you know, on the Baltimore man, I'm excited for next week for real. Like, I'm excited for next yeah, week. Yeah. That's 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 uh, I ain't gonna oh, get yeah. into it now. You know what I'm saying? Because I got all week to get into that. But like, yeah, we're gonna have a lot coming up on Baltimore, and it's gonna be from start to finish, maybe the most anticipated game we've had in Cleveland since I've been here personally. I, I guess maybe Deshaun's first game against Houston. The lead that up was kind of crazy. I think this is going to be the most anticipated game, considering what's on the line, the stakes in the division. You have Deshaun back. He didn't play in the first one, coming off a positive performance from Deshaun, coming off this. You know what's crazy? The Browns won by 27. I think I think Baltimore won by 34 today. Didn't they win yeah. 37? Yeah, they, they, they killed. They, oh. they, they. So you got two, game, two teams coming off dominant <laughs> wins. Talk to him. He said OBJ revenge game. <laughs> I think OBJ scored a touchdown today. He did. He did? He did. He did. I'm going to save all my comments, though, man. Yeah. I got a lot to talk about for that. Yeah, no, this, just, is, uh, this is Arizona. I'm going to go ask for shots, man. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, and I'm whooping, I'm whooping on Bull right now, too. Whooping two, on more, uh, two more things. Super Chats, excuse me. We had Fitness with Kelly Michelle. Says, hey, guys, sorry I missed you at the Muni. Rob oh, it's all good. We've seen, we seen uh, Rob. Rob was there. Yep, we were uh, no complaints today. Just glad we won and four didn't get hurt. On to the next. And then Raw Dog said, I'm glad we're no longer on the Cardinals level. Uh, if the Cardinals are their own level, the Browns are 15 steps up right now, and they proved that today. 
in all 60 minutes of action. Whatever. I just need y'all to know I own my own masters. That's all I need y'all <laughs> to know. I swear to God, I own my own masters. He called me with that foolery too. I was like, man, knowing them two, they gonna believe it. Listen, hey, I listen. Own my own masters. Bro. His cousin, <laughs> hey, chat, chat. His cousin said. That that he he said, listen, Earl ghostwrites. He ghostwrites for Earl. Every take Earl got, he he consults with him before he dropped his daughter off at school. I said, dang, bro, this is crazy. I said, wait till the chat hear this. I said, he listen. He he put hands oh, on me. Man. He said, listen, G Bush, I want you to know personally. I said, dang, bro. All right, I got you, cuz I got you, big bro. <laughs> yeah, I own my own masters, though, man. I'll listen to that, All right, well, let's let's, <laughs> let's wrap with this. We'll do a little final take style wrap up here, guys. Earl, you can start. G, you'll go second. I'll finish this off. But final take on a twenty-seven to nothing, twenty-seven to nothing beatdown of the Arizona Cardinals. Earl, the floor is yours. You can say whatever you want. Take it away, man. Great team win. It's, it's damn good. It's it's beautiful outside. Daylight saving time. Fall just went back, man. But the Browns got a victory. Um, the Browns showed up. They showed out. They won a turnover battle. Deshaun Watson, you know what I'm saying? He he did his thing. The energy was high. A shutout. I think that's the Browns' first shutout and I don't know how long. But nonetheless, man, like, I'm just happy the Browns won. Like, I'm I'm happy. I, that's, all I, that's all I know. I'm happy. I'm just ready to go party with the fans now. Earl J. Uh, last shout out was by the way, <laughs> last shout out Earl, November 16th, December 16th, 2007, the Blizzard game versus Buffalo. Yeah, I had waves. I had waves. You had waves back then. I had 360s. Gee, final thoughts on today's game. Today's we ain't win. We gonna give you 360. Today's stop. We <laughs> gonna give you 360s, dog. Just give you 360s. Every wave, dog. The rap, That's <laughs> every... <laughs> All right, man. Listen, all jokes aside, man. Listen, great win. Great victory. Um, good to see Deshaun Watson make it through the game. I thought he did some good, really good stuff. I thought Kevin Stefanski really called a good game, and, and he just proved to people it ain't all about the yardage you get off certain things. It's about sometimes when you call it, how you call it, and being consistent with it. I thought he did a good job to, uh, to protect his quarterback. I thought uh, Jim Schwartz did a good job of, of instilling back that, that, that anger, that hunger, that fight that dog nature in his defense. And when the defense, if people get don't get it twisted, it ain't when the defensive ends show up that make the Browns dominant. When the defensive tackles show up, like Maurice Hurst, like uh, 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 Tomlinson, like Shelby Harris and Jordan Elliott, when those guys are penetrating, when those guys are in the backfield, that's when it makes it, it, your job even even more of a nightmare because now you got the defensive tackles. You can't run inside. You can't run outside. And that's what makes the defense special. On to Baltimore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we needed to see something from Deshaun Watson, and we saw a little something and then some. Those throws to Amari Cooper down the sideline in the first and the second half were big time. That throw to Marquise Goodwin that wasn't completed, that was big time. And I feel confident that Deshaun is only going to get better. This is the start. This is the first step. And he needs to shake off whatever proverbial rust he had, mental, physical, mechanically. Well, you can't do that without game reps, and he got his game reps today. As good as Deshaun was, the defense was even better. Against Tennessee, they held the Titans to 94 total yards today, 58. And when you combine competent quarterback play with a great defense, you're going to win a lot of football games. And today wasn't just a win. It was a you-know-what kind of smackdown. Start to finish, no lapses, and maybe my favorite part is they didn't let their foot off the gas. They never 
let their foot off the gas. They put their foot on the Cardinals' throat, choked them out, put them out of their misery, and got the win. And you know how good it feels to bench your starting quarterback in the fourth quarter? Not because he's hurt, not because he sucks, but because you have a 27-point lead that you're not even in the slightest word about giving up and let P.J. Walker get some reps. That's what I hope we have every week here from now to the end of the Super Bowl. If we got to see P.J. Walker in the Super Bowl, it better be because Deshaun Watson put up 38 points beforehand and this defense only given up 78 yards. That's the only reason. So with that, let's take the dub. Earl, you got a bottle of tequila with your name on it. G, I know you did some shots this morning. I don't know yeah. what you're tonight. But yeah. Officially Victory Monday. BBI, we Victory all we got. <laughs> on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We will see y'all tomorrow at 11 a.m. Myself, Earl G. We appreciate everyone who tuned in. The Brownies are 5-3, and three, and we got a big-time matchup against Baltimore coming up next week. We love y'all. Go Brownies. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.